the technical team lead should know that he or she has the backup and if something fails or he or she is tired or burnt out there's always someone that's going to step in and help with the situation i think this is Hello everyone and welcome back to Hackcast. This is season three, episode nine, and we are back again. Myself, Rado. I'm coming. And Ivo. Yeah. And this time we're going to talk about the role of a technical team lead in Hacksoft and uh, the details around that. But before we go into the topic. Before we go into the topic, I have to tell you again about our goal, which is to, re uh, to reach a thousand subscribers on YouTube. And when we do that, we're going to give away this wonderful Dask Keyboard 6. It's um, really good. We're going to give away this exact copy. Yeah. So when you stop seeing it on the Hackcast, it means we've reached our goal. Yeah, we will record a very special video where we pick one of you and we will send one of you this beautiful keyboard. Yeah, so make sure to subscribe in order to participate for this keyboard. And while you're subscribing and liking the videos, uh, you can ask questions whenever you find a, a comment area. It can be YouTube, Twitter, whatever, whatever you decide. Uh, because our last episode, basically the next episode of season three, it's going to be a Q&A. And we are yep. going to answer all of your questions. So if you feel like asking a question, just ask it anywhere you spot. Yeah, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, even Facebook. Even even Facebook, yeah. We will get our own questions and we will answer them. Uh, I think the the ending of season two was pretty good. We we had like questions for one hour uh, content, so we are aiming for the same thing. Mm -hmm. And for this episode, we are aiming for around thirty minutes because last one <laughs> it was f a full hour, almost like a full hour. So this time we're we're aiming for thirty minutes. So what's the topic? The topic is what's the role of the technical team lead in Hacksoft? Who's going to start about the technical team? Uh, this is this is an uh, interesting topic because uh, it's I think it's a specific position for for Hacksoft. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you have technical team leads in our companies too, but uh, the way we define technical team lead at Hacksoft is, is is a bit specific because this is the main person that's leading a team working closely with a client, and it's really really important. We we were discussing this in the previous episodes of this season that. When we start uh, a project or when we start working with new clients, the most important thing is to establish communication and to have a technical team lead leading this communication and figuring things out. So this role is pretty, pretty important for us. Yeah, that's right. And I feel that it, when the company is a bit smaller, uh, some people fill in a lot more roles in a single specification if I can say so. Yep. So a technical team lead for us is different than a technical team lead for a much larger company. I for feel. sure, for sure. And uh, let's talk about responsibilities. Like what are the responsibilities yeah. for, for this particular role? And perhaps we can start with, I, I, I can say it's the most important one. It's not that the other things are not important, but this is uh, quite important because we are working with clients and working with clients re requires quite a lot of communication. We, we talked about this proactive communication, 
figuring things out, helping the client with features, helping the client with priorities, managing expectations for the client and also managing expectations for the team. So one of the first responsibilities for a technical team lead on our end is to be able to uh, communicate with the client and convey this communication also back to the team. And this is really, really important. And it's a skill that takes time to learn. Sure. Um, it's it's interesting. We are calling it technical team lead, but the most yeah. important thing for the technical mm -hmm. team lead is not really technical, it's communication, which proves that communication is probably the most important thing, whatever you are doing, just communication is the key. Yeah. And yeah, the technical team lead is doing the communication with the client and internally with the team, manage expectations, helping the client actually understand what, what, what his needs are. Yeah. That, that's really important. Understanding the client and explaining what, what you understand from the client to the, to, the, to the technical team. And also helping the client to get to the actual goal with the best uh, resources and making the best decisions. Because sometimes the client has a rather vague idea mm -hmm. of what they want to achieve. So the technical team lead puts the technical into that and perceives the tasks, the task from a technical standpoint and gives, uh, um, gives another look at the brainstorming session and, and gives a lot of value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've heard from some of our clients that our technical team lead is like, uh, um, a CTO to sometimes, yes, yeah, mm -hmm. CTO as a service. Yeah. Uh, which is basically leading communication, taking technical decisions, doing research whenever it's needed, and yep. actually helping actually the client understand what the technical needs are. And we we, we had a really good like saying and explanation uh, about what we do. Clients generate tend to generate chaos, and we tend to take this chaos and order it and produce software as a result of this. And uh, the first step in order to or to order this uh, chaos generated by the client, which is uh, specifications, the vague ideas about what what we want to achieve, uh, the roadmap, the goals, the business goals, is uh, establishing a good form of communication in a proper channel, like for example Slack, mm -hmm. and uh, making sure everything is uh, going according to according to plan, and there is a good communication rhythm established. So this is this is the very first thing about the technical team lead. You have to communicate well with the client and you have to communicate well within the team. And that's why we have, and we're still developing something that's called client communication playbook, yeah. which, which uh, is basically a set of guidelines for uh, good ideas and good patterns for how to structure your communication, what to look for. And basically it's a framework that if you have no previous experience, you can start gaining relevant experience by following this framework. And I think it's uh, so far it's working really well uh, for, for our team leads. And that's the first thing. And of course, you, <laughs> if it's only communication, then it's not going to be a technical team lead. Mm -hmm. So uh, the technical team lead should also be technical, meaning usually th those uh, guys and girls are also senior engineers on yeah. our end. And uh, they are well suited to, uh, what was the word, to make technical decisions, you yeah. know, figure out based on the requirements what to do from a technical point of view. Yeah, and also give the client some suggestions so yeah. the client can choose what best fits uh, the business case. Yeah. And that's why we are calling it 
technical team lead. It's not just a team lead. Because in many companies, the team lead is just a team lead. Someone that is doing the, man- the management work, doing the communication, uh, without actually understanding the uh, what is happening under the hood in yeah. terms of building software. So, yeah, we our, our teams uh, have... All of them, they have technical team leads yeah. that are taking the technical decisions, but not in a way that is just, okay, I, I decide to do this, let's do this. But the technical team leads should be able to uh, listen to, to everyone in the team and uh, help the team taking the the, the, the actual technical decision. Yeah. Although sometimes it requires some like more, more, more guidance and uh, uh, doing the final shot of the, let's say, the technology we are going to use and uh, the, uh, I don't know, language framework, whatever we decide. Yeah. I, th- I think this is twofold. Uh, sometimes we have clients which are also technical and we're mm-hmm. working to closely with VP of engineers and CTOs and senior engineers from the clients uh, from the client side. And then we are actively participating in technical discussions and um, architectural discussions and giving our opinion and argumenting why like why we think this is the right way to do it. And I think we're over time we we learn to be quite pragmatic because sometimes we can have technical discussions for uh, months and months and months and no work gets done and i think we've we've learned over time to be quite pragmatic and to actually go ahead and do proof of concepts so we can show hey this is going to work and uh, we're good to go We, we, we can continue working we can continue delivering and i think Part of making technical decisions is to be well aware of what tools are there, what kind of problems those tools are solving, and also be uh, to be able to make proof of concepts so we can validate ideas. I think this is this plays a big part and a big role of um, for for the technical team lead, especially here at Hacksoft. You you have to create a lot of proof of concepts in order to prove proof a certain concept because sometimes there are multiple ways of doing something and uh, in order to make the right decision, especially if the client is non-technical, like the client does not care, then uh, it's up to us to make sure we are making good decisions and we are not locking ourselves in or uh, what was what was the phrase, uh, painting ourselves uh, into a corner or something like this. Uh, where we're going to struggle six months down the road. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think over time we've learned to be quite pragmatic and to uh, be able to make good technical decisions without over-engineering things. Because the it's quite easy, it turns out, to over-engineer something. Absolutely. You, you can over-engineer it and you can ship nothing for six months or even a year. Because you're, oh, we're making this scalable. Let's <laughs> put some scale. microservices. Yeah. We're solving issues that we don't have. Yeah. Yeah, and keeping the team rhythm and doing the communication with the client, with the client, often requires a decent amount of pushback. Yeah. Uh, for example, hey, client, say, hey, there is new technology, let's try to use it, or hey, I have a great idea, let's uh, stop everything that you're working on and focus on this great idea. Uh, and in order to mm, basically reduce the chaos and keep the uh, rhythm of the team, uh, being a technical team lead requires this this ability to push back on a lot of things. Sometimes it's uh, easy. Sometimes it uh, requires some additional effort. Yeah, but sometimes this can lead straight to conf- conflicts and confrontations. Mm-hmm. And we've had the, this mm-hmm. experience with with uh, various clients where we push back and we try to be pragmatic, but the client is kind of taking it as uh, like taking it uh, from an ego point of view, and it's not not working very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's that, and you know. When when the client has uh, the client always has the final say, 
and sometimes we all we need to do is to make sure that we've uh, made our our point and uh, we've communicated that this is a bad idea but sometimes you have to commit to a bad idea and six months down the road it will eventually turn out to be a bad idea and then we'll make something better mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just just to mention here this yeah. extremely rare case by the way the, the thing that you mentioned we, it we, is, we don't really want to be in a situation where we are. Oh, we told you that it's not, it's not going to work. Uh, so I, I think we are kind of good with communicating our ideas yes. and uh, doing proof of concepts and uh, you know, uh, telling people why something is not going to be great. So what you mentioned is really is, is happening really rarely. I think clients that are viewing us more as partners and taking advantage of our expertise rarely, um, rarely force their opinions on us yeah uh, we usually have a conversation with them we put out our um our points forward and mm. then we evaluate everything and we make the best decision yep. I, I think those clients benefit most for sure for sure and uh as, as we discussed in the last episode about our uh, vision mission and values we kind of tend to first be pragmatic and second uh take into account the business point of view uh, for the client yeah. because again we can over engineer things and we can work like forever without actually shipping something mm -hmm. uh, but we tend to optimize for actually shipping something which uh, helps uh, with with the technical decisions and uh, I think this is this is pretty healthy because after all it the outcome is important for the client more rather than yeah let's pick the specific technology yeah, and since the technical team lead is the main point of contact for the client and the one responsible for taking technical decisions, uh, that means that the technical team lead is responsible for the overall quality of the software. Yes. And when I'm doing this te technical team lead thing in, in, in our teams, I'm often testing things, often trying to break them, trying to find edge cases, uh, acting like a quality assurance person in the project. Uh, which is great when you have a, a dedicated QA in the team. Yes. And it helps a lot. Uh, but it's another thing that the technical team lead is doing. Uh, you are talking about the gap filling aspect of it? Well, not only gap filling, because for me, gap filling is, let's say, hey, we have uh, some, some front end needs. For, for example, something needs to be fixed really urgently or a new feature needs to be developed like kind of quickly. Uh, th that's the gap filling to me. But asserting the overall quality for example, uh, every time something is going to production, when I'm the team lead and, and if we don't have the uh, uh, a quality assurance person in the team, uh, often I find myself testing this, the whole new features end-to-end yeah. -end and the most critical parts in the system just to be sure that what you're releasing is actually working. Yeah, but it, to some people, this may sound like a single point of failure, like one person taking care of everything, but it's actually not. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that a team lead does is um, talk to the team and sync with the entire team and so the entire team makes the overall decision yeah. it's not like one person is responsible for keeping the quality developing the team doing the business requirements talking to the client it's the whole team just this single person has the most experience with it mm -hmm. and has the title of the team lead of this team so has uh, is the arbiter in a in an yeah. argument of a technical sort and bears the responsibility, you know, for the client, this is the single point of contact and bears the responsibility. But again, uh, as we are discussing, usually when we are um, bringing someone new into a technical team lead role, 
this person needs to go through the, the bottleneck phase, which is you're kind of responsible for everything because you forced yourself to be. Mm -hmm. And then you learn that this is not healthy and it's not working very well. And then you learn that as a leader, you have to rely, actually rely on, on your team, uh, make sure that you're delegating and communicating well to the team at, as well and make sure you let the team do their job because they will be more productive than you because they are like three four five six people that you're taking care of and they will be more productive than you and if you set uh everything in the right way it's going to be an extreme productivity boost for everyone but if you try to become the bottleneck it's going to be the opposite way and the only way to learn it is to actually be the bottleneck from time to time mm -hmm. i think yeah I can agree, yeah. So is it safe to say that the technical team lead is a full stack developer that's good at communication and uh, understand infrastructure and quality assurance? Yeah, a senior a senior developer with experience, mm -hmm. uh, aim, aiming at communicating with the client and the team and pushing, uh, how to say, trying to understand the need not to become the bottleneck. Uh, this is extreme. This is extremely important because then you can rely on your team and you can actually enable your team to ship. And uh, this this is what makes for productive teams. And you know we're going to talk about career development, but for me, the technical team lead, the way I uh, picture it in my head, is like he or she is doing the or orchestration mm -hmm. of of everything. Mm -hmm. This is the key person that if you put it uh, to, uh, if this person works with the team and the client in the right way, everything will flow. The work will get done, software will get shipped, and everyone are, is going to be happy, you know. This is the key person that can enable the team and that can enable the, the client in order for software to get shipped. Like for me, this is the generalization of a technical team lead, and then you do what you need to do in order to make sure this rhythm is established and work is getting done. I agree. There are a lot of good um, talks on YouTube and books yeah. that you can look at to to get some knowledge, in-depth knowledge about what's what being a team lead is all about and what being a manager is all about. Although this word is, uh, the manager word is somewhat, I don't know. I would not call it a manager, I yeah. think. I would not call it a manager. It has a difference. You know, we, we the, the technical team lead should care about his team and, or her team or and should also care about the client and should balance this uh, depending on the situation, you know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to make decisions that are oriented towards your team. Sometimes you have to make decisions that are oriented towards the client and you have to be able to communicate why are you doing this. Yes. Like... Let's now take some time, like a week, to uh, pay some technical debt or research something because it's really important. Or let's slow down the pace because we've shipped a lot of things for the last two months and I'm starting to feel that the team is uh, getting a bit tired. So let's slow down the pace and do something else, you know. And sometimes it's, hey, the client has something really, really important and it's important to ship this. Let's not over-engineer it. Let's focus towards this single feature and let's get it done. You know, and it's for me, it's kind of you, you can only learn this from experience and you can only learn this from uh, like real life scenarios. You can read about it. You can talk with people about it uh, in order to prepare yourself about it. But you have to experience it firsthand in order to understand uh, 
the trade-offs that you have to be doing every single day as a technical team lead. Yeah, because you take responsibility for everything. Yeah. For for everything, I think we are missing the mm, team development part, the, the the career development for the team members. Yeah. Because yep. we talked about you know managing the client, managing the team itself in terms of the quality of the work, writing code, looking at pull requests, things like this. But another responsibility for the technical team lead is to develop the team internally. Basically, yeah. the, the, the technical team lead knows all the people in the team and he knows, let's say, how to uh, give tasks to different different people based on their, their knowledge, based on their different level. Um, We're having like one-on-one -on -one meetings with the technical yes. team leads, which... The technical team leads are having one-on-one -on -one meetings yes. with the folks from their from their teams. Yes, yes, which which is extremely important. Yeah. Um, those are the meetings, or or at least my point of view is that those are the meetings for the actual team members. Uh, they they need to be more more active there, ask questions, talk about different topics, um, uh, make a career progression plan uh, on something like let's say okay for the next six months we are going to give you more of a front end task for example because mm -hmm. you have the need to uh, refresh your knowledge on these these new technologies things like that that are extremely important for the career development of the team. Yes, it's safe to say that the uh, uh, engineers in the team have their own buddies, which is the technical team lead. And it's, and it's through delegation, through giving specific tasks that you can develop those those folks into the direction that you want and also they want. Mm -hmm. And those one-on-one -on -one meetings are quite essential. Ever since we started doing them, it felt like it was a really good decision and we were actually missing this. And uh, it's also important to say that, for, at least for now, for Hacksoft, since we are around 35, we're still a small company, Every technical team lead also has a shadow. And this is not like the Jungian shadow or, or stuff like this, but yeah. rather uh, one of us, it's usually, who's also talking uh, every week with the technical team lead, making sure this technical team lead has the backup. Mm -hmm. uh, if there are any issues with the clients to help and resolve those issues with the clients, if there are any issues with the team, help and resolve those issues with the team. Basically, the technical team lead should know that he or she has the backup, and if something fails or he or she is tired or burnt out, there's always someone that's going to step in and help with the situation. I think this is, this is extremely important and healthy because especially when it comes to communicating with clients, sometimes one of us has uh, has to step in uh, because things are getting out of control and the technical team lead can cannot like make decisions on behalf of the entire company and then we have to uh, step in and help with the situation and figure out how to address this properly That's this true. happens rarely though it's not yeah but often. it's important to know that there's someone to to help you when this oh, happens oh yeah absolutely we've got your back uh, otherwise you will be acting more like defensive defend yeah you you'll be taking more defensive actions in order to to avoid that which may not not always be for the best of the project mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we've had uh conflicts with clients where clients are <laughs> making the best decisions for their projects you know and we kind of want to push them in the other direction you know client comes in and says let's rewrite everything in a brand new technology because i feel like it no why 
let's let's discuss it first. <laughs> yeah, let's first discuss it. Yeah, and see and see what what we what do we want to achieve. Okay, that that's actually a rare case with rewriting the the technology. But what the team lead is also doing is um, orchestrating the whole process of the software development. Yes, and adjusting it whenever the team changes, whenever the uh, client uh, changes the uh, let's say the point of contact, or whenever it he or she feels the need for changing the the, the process. We have yeah. many situations like client is saying, "Oh, let's switch to uh, two week sprints," let's say something like that that totally doesn't make any sense in terms of we have a team, the team is working, we have our own pace, the pace is good, let's yeah. let's just keep it as it is. Or let's say we are now developing a brand new uh, MVP for, for something. Let's stop this old rhythm that we had with the sprints, with the estimations or something like that, and just focus on delivering something for three weeks and see how it goes. Yeah. So adjusting the overall process and keeping an eye on it, an eye on it is, is really important part of the uh, team lead role. Yeah. Or orchestration, as I said. Orchestration, yeah. Sounds like our team leads are superhuman. Well. And they are. <laughs> they are. They're pretty good. They're pretty smart people, um, pretty capable. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's also important is that you should know, if, if when you're a team lead, you should know when to ask for help. Yeah. Uh, you should know when to stop pushing yourself to the limits and when you need someone to just come and, and have a fresh look at things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's extremely important. Uh, this, this again, comes back to having a shadow and having someone uh, for your backup. Like, you should be communicating. Whenever you feel something's odd, you should be communicating. Even if it's not odd and it's just for the feeling for today, uh, you, sh- you should be communicating. And, you know, it, this is a pretty dynamic role and it's qu- pretty interesting role. Uh, and it's... From project to project, the things that you need to do as a technical team lead are different. We have projects where you need to be more acting more like a senior engineer and making a lot of decisions and technical decisions and, and also writing code and making proof of concepts. And we have projects where you need to be pretty good at communication and orchestration and uh, establishing proper rhythm and figuring out priorities for the features to be shipped. And of course, we have people that are kind of leaning towards the one and people kind of leaning towards the other. And the interesting part is that at Hacksoft, uh, we have projects for like for the full range of, of things that you can do mm-hmm. as a technical team lead, which makes it pretty interesting. That's true. All right. And we found last year a great book that has a great summary from my point of view. How to become become an effective software engineering manager. Yeah, something like this. Yes. It was it it is a really really good book, yeah. I I feel it's a good book. It gives you the insights over how to manage yourself, your calendar, your to-do list, your everything and then it gives you an overview of what uh, taking care of a team looks like. Yeah. And then it gives you an overview of how to deal with when projects are hard, when clients are hard, when people are leaving, how yeah. to hire people and so on and so forth. So I, I feel this is a great book. Yes. It's when, a good recommendation. Yeah, yeah. When I initially read this book, I was like, okay, uh, an, another management book and not everything like resonated with me. But when we did this internal uh, discussion of the book, yeah. like chapter by chapter, it was really helpful helpful to me because uh, a lot of people were resonating with different chapters and they understood the things there in a totally different way. And it was really helpful to me to have this uh, conversation and discussion about the book. Yeah. So, so, so this is another great thing that we're doing. 
Yeah, and also, I mean, there are plenty of materials uh, in Bulgaria. We have this, uh, we have Hari, who's doing a podcast and also doing uh, trainings for uh, teams and uh, team managers and team leads. And it's great. Shout out to Hari and, and his team. And also, we're kind of following uh, some of Simon Sinek's philosophy mm-hmm. around leadership and around playing the the longer game, the infinite game, and caring about people, which also works really well for us and it also resonates for us and i think since you have a call in five minutes <laughs> we should be wrapping this episode uh if someone's asking okay what is the first thing that i need to do if i want to become a technical team lead or or even a team lead uh, my answer would be as Kamen mentioned you need to first very well and very properly organize yourself email, calendar, to-do list. You you need to be on top of your tasks and on top of your time because if you are not well organized, then it's going to be a overwhelming experience at first. And it can be quite overwhelming experience if you haven't learned to be organized. So this this would be my suggestion. And before that, of course, you need to be like a senior software developer. You need to know what you're doing. You you need to to know what you're doing and what what your team is doing. Because we've seen many, many situations where the lead is not technical and it is like a kind of a strange experience in software development especially yeah yeah you need to understand what your team is doing and you need to be able to help them at almost any any point yes all right i think we can wrap yeah we can wrap can we wrap no we should not wrap today Uh, that, that this was this is this was Hacksoft season three episode nine. We talked about the technical team lead role at Hacksoft. It's still something that we are developing actively, and we're going to come back to this topic for sure in future seasons. Promised. Yeah, yeah. I, I already promised like six episodes. We are aiming for eight thousand subscribers, and once we get there, we will gift this desk keyboard. It's below behind me. Uh, we will gift to one of our subscribers. Uh, and also we are aiming to do a Q&A episode for the last episode of season three. So if you want to ask us a question, just go ahead on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you find us, Whatever. Twitter. Yeah, ask us a question. We will collect all questions and we will answer them again, the three of us. That's it. Thank you very much. You has three minutes to the call. Like, subscribe and write a comment asking us a question. Thank you, everyone. Cheers. Thank you.